Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. I'm Ingrid. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so we might, have, we might have some new listeners here and they might not recognize our voices. Um, but uh, thank you so much for joining us. And hey, a reminder before we get started here to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would love to hear from you. Let us know if you have any ideas um, on our Facebook page for future guests um, or story ideas. If you see any fun parenting articles, you can send them our way as well. We are on Instagram as well at Anchor Moms. So, hey guys, big month so far. Um, we have a new Lots president. Happened. A lot has happened. We have a new president now. Um, we just went through inauguration. Um, and I don't know if you guys watched it, you know, minute by minute, hour by hour as it took place, but I was working um, that day and we have a new newscast and that's around when the inauguration was taking shape. So basically we had to sit in the studio ready to go on air at any moment in case coverage dropped or there was breaking news or something like that, which is kind of a frustrating thing working in the news business because you put together your show and then no one ever sees it. And you know, like the likelihood of it airing is so slim, but you still have to be there ready just in case. So uh, bottom line is we sat here, I sat here with you know, our co-anchor. And, um, it was actually really nice that I was able to kind of just devote all of my attention to it. Cause you know, if I was at home with the kids, I wouldn't have been able to, uh, you know, listen to the speeches or the music. Um, and to be completely honest, I, it, it really struck me. Like I felt emotional during the whole thing. Um, I, you know, I don't even really know how to put my finger on it, but it has just been such an intense year. And, um, after the Capitol riots, um, and then to see the inauguration and there, there was no violence on that day. Um, I don't know. It just like really kind of got to me. How, how did it impact you? Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that stood out to me and I, the commentators, of course I had, I was at home, so I was sort of popping in and out of coverage here because, you know, this might surprise you. Two-year-olds are not really interested in the presidential inauguration. Shocking. Shocking. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we got to put Daniel away for just a second here. Um, Yeah. You know, if you've watched other inaugurations in years past, which of course we all have because we're news people, what struck me is just how, once again, the pandemic has really just changed the way we're, it's really changed the way we're doing things. Um, the seats were very far apart. Um, obviously everybody was wearing masks, fewer people, obviously much fewer people were actually there at the inauguration. Um, but I did, I, I felt emotional as well. And no matter what your politics, I think you kind of recognize that this is like 
a changing of the guard, if you will. And it is historic and momentous. And this is like, I know people are tired of saying this, like an unprecedented time in history. So it'll be really interesting to see uh, as we're recording this, the inauguration happened yesterday and already I'm like waking up to news alerts about different things that are happening. So it's, it's certainly interesting to see what will develop here in, uh, in 2021. Yeah. I think no matter, no matter how, how you feel about, uh, about all of this, I think one thing that, that is very true is after the riots, I think, I was very nervous about Inauguration Day, just that there was going to be protests, that something bad was going to happen. And I think, it, again, regardless of how you feel about the candidates or the, or the president, um, you know, there was just this sense of like, okay, everything's normal, nothing bad has happened, like everything seems to be running smoothly. You know, I think there was just that relief that, okay, we're getting through this. We're, we're moving to the next step here. And everything has gone off without a hitch, it appeared, you know. Um, and, and also, it was a moment in history we will never forget because we obviously elected the first female vice president um, right. and woman of color into the highest office in the land. But the, the woman who stole the show, and everyone under the sun is still talking about this, is yes. the young poet laureate Amanda Gorman. OMG. Yeah. Oh, she just gave me chills. Listen to her so speak. Awesome. She is amazing. Yeah. And how old is she so again? Great. She's like, she's like 20, 23. 22. What? 22, yeah. Do you guys even know what mm-hmm. I was doing when I was 22? Like, I don't want to know what you're doing not, at 22. None of that. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I was not, I was not that poised. I was not that smart. I was not that sophisticated. Oh, she's yeah. so good. Yeah. It was it's really amazing. amazing. And you know, it was fun. I don't know if you guys felt this. We all have at least one girl, daughter. You know, there was a little bit of that, like, wow. This is cool to look at my daughter. You know, I was with El Ray watching it at home and to say, look, that's a girl as, as vice president. You can do that. You can do whatever you want to do with your life. You know, that was really fun. And, and, you know, it was just special to me to be able to watch that with her and to say, look, look at what this girl did. And, and, and the poet as well, (laughs) but you know, the vice president being a woman was really powerful. And I think, um, I don't know. That was just cool to share, to share with your daughter. I did say to Brian last night, as we were sort of watching the recap on the evening newscast, like what took so long, isn't it crazy that it's 2021 Mm -hmm. and it took this long to have a female vice president. Um, and even just a woman of color, like why, how, why does it take this long? I mean, I know I should just be happy that she's there and she's, you know, she's in place, but Man, it certainly took a couple of uh, decades, a couple centuries, huh? Did. Well, I think I, um, I think we watched maybe too much inauguration because <laughs> last night when Ellery couldn't sleep, she, do, do your kids ever, uh, Ingrid, does Hartman ever like try to count, count something, jumping over something, you know, to go to sleep? You know, like, like a, the, like a, like a sheep? sheep or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you should see no. Ingrid's face right now if you're listening at home. Ingrid is so confused. So no, our he doesn't. Kids, every, every night, we're like, if, if they can't sleep, I'm like, pick some, you know, would you like Santa's jumping over reindeer at Christmas time? Like, I don't know. We, they always okay. come up with something to jump over something to count, you know, and then we lay oh. with them and they start counting and whatever. So anyway, last night, Ella goes, I can't sleep. And I was like, okay, what are you going to count tonight? She goes, hmm, fairies jumping over a big building with Joe Biden speaking. Oh, I was like, Okay. <laughs> Obviously, you've seen us watching some inauguration coverage. All right. This is an interesting one. Well, good Go for her. For girl. 
Yeah. My son kept walking by the TV and saying, is that Trump? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, a, a different president now. We got to move along here. Yeah, Not the same election. guy. There was this little thing that <laughs> happened. So, some things have changed here. Yeah. Anyway. From the news desk. Okay, so this one comes from the New York Times, and it's parent- the title is Parenting While Shocked. As the local grown-up, I don't need to be responsible for fixing everything. Helping my girls process their sense that everything seems broken is, is enough. And she's specifically referring to um, the riots at the Capitol. But, uh, you know, we sort of talked about this a little bit before we started recording. But this sort of just applies to a lot of, you know, regardless. There's a new president, but the world is still very uh, crazy. Very, very crazy. Unsettled unsettled, um, divisive, all of that. Um, so I thought it was interesting. She talks about how she was watching on that Wednesday, those riots and how she was glued to it and shocked herself that she didn't even know how to speak to her children. Her girls are a little bit older than our kids. I think they're like seven and 10. Um, and that how, and I found myself doing this on this day as well. Um, how she kept thinking that if she turned on the TV and kept looking at Twitter, it was going to make herself her feel better. And instead it just gave her, put her into another state of yeah panic. Um, and she talks about some good ways of, of talking to your kids about it. But at, at the end, I think she basically says like, there's just no good way to, f- when, when things are broken, like you can't fix everything. So she talks about, she watches the news that her girls consume. She would rather, she and her husband be responsible for telling them about scary things as opposed to them seeing it other places, social media, uh, friends talking about it. Um, and that, you know, that's basically, that's basically the gist there is that, um, you can't fix everything and you can just do the best you can and, and talk to your parent or talk to your kids in the simplest way possible. Yeah. And she says that, you know, being a grown up is, is hard, um, even for us and that's okay. <laughs> Uh, especially when it's something like this that, you know, literally we have no control over. And it's just hard because we are, you know, as moms, we want to control things for our children and make them feel good and give them answers and help justify these people's actions. And when you can't do that, you know, you feel lost, I think, as a parent, um, because that's your role, right? And you can't provide that for your children. And again, I'll highlight the fact that she says that checking social media only unsettles us. And I specifically on that day, Um, I, I really didn't watch it because I was with my kids. Um, I think it happened in the afternoon hours and I was, you know, already home from work and it was just, you know, the kids and I, so I, I, you know, at two and four, I'm not turning on the TV when there's a, you know, men and women armed storming and people being, you know, uh, injured. I, I just didn't do that. So I kind of, I sheltered myself in a way. And I'm grateful for that because it's oftentimes easier to kind of watch like the playback of it, knowing what already happened. Your anxiety is not as high. At least that's how it works for me. So I was kind of grateful that I didn't watch the the play-by-play of this. But I think, Karen, weren't you at home with the TV on? I was, yeah. And I, well, I was working and I saw it pop up on, uh, you know, the WLOS website, the live stream. And so I clicked mm-hmm. on it. And, you know, also as a news person, I feel like we, you know, aren't you always kind of like in the back of your head monitoring for like big events, you know? Yes. Like, yeah. 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 Of course. We're just very yeah. attuned to that. And, and we're always kind of in that mindset, even when you're 
not necessarily like on the anchor desk or, or reporting right. at that moment. Um, anyway, so I started watching it and I think Ella Ray was reading a book or something in another room and I just got so enveloped in it. And then she came in and I was crying. Uh, and I, it was, it was, it was really hard for me. Um, and I didn't know when she came in, it, it wasn't, I think it was, uh, I don't remember exactly where, where we were in the, in the riot, but, um, she said, what are you watching? And I had this very uh, like distinct moment where I thought, do I shield her for this from this or do I say what's going on? And it felt like, uh, like I needed to tell her. And so I tried to explain it to her in simple terms and we talked about it a little bit. And I, I mean, I, gosh, I'm getting emotional right now. It was, it was a really hard time. I, I, I felt so much anxiety about what was happening in our country. And I didn't know how to explain it to my five-year-old, but I felt like she needed to know. Um, and I said to her, um, you know, someday when, when you think back on this day, know that you were with your mom and you were safe and everything's going to be okay. And the biggest thing I want you to remember is that no matter what, if you think differently about someone else, it is not okay to be violent. You have to use your words. And I don't know what I said. And I felt like I was trying to say it very eloquently and I did probably massively failed that, but it was, it was really tough. And I just felt this, this very real, this is something big happening in our country that's devastating and I'm hurting right now. And I feel like I need to share that with my daughter, but I, I recognize that she's a little young. Um, it was really tough. I think I texted you guys later, like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. Um, and I think a lot of these things are happening, you know, no one would have anticipated, or I, I didn't anticipate that that was going to happen that day. Um, you know, you can't shield them from everything. And how do you, I, I think what this article is talking about and what I was, I was kind of dealing with that day is how do you process this yourself as an adult while also trying to parent and process it for your child um, or right. help them process it? And it I was, think that, you know, unfortunately, hard. these things are going to keep happening. Um, at least, I don't know, the climate right now is still so hostile. Um, and even if it's not, you know, like a militia, it could be just the pandemic itself. Um, right. So, I mean, I think we have a a long road ahead of us to try to (laughs) manage our emotions and our children's emotions. And we just have to do our best. Yeah. And I think Karen, I think it's brilliant that you talked to Ellery about it. River is like a little bit too young, but trust me, I was glued to the, that was like, you're a better person than me, Ingrid, because I was like, uh, river, like, this is like, we got to watch this. This is like history in the making. And like, I need to, I, you know, there, I needed to know what was, what was going on. Um, and of course she's like too young to even really understand, you know, she didn't ask any questions. Right. Yeah. That's fine. Um, so, but it, and I, I, it made me, it made me want to take a step back from social media. I'll be honest from Twitter, Mm -hmm. from Facebook, all of that stuff, because it's just kind of, poison. It's just poison. Um, and it made me feel just like this author talks about it. It made me feel worse, um, just about the whole situation. So I don't know, Ingrid, maybe you do have something there when you talk about, you know, I just thought to myself, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to turn on the TV. I'm not going to look at social media. And of course, like, you know, as you rightly predicted, it would be all over the news for the next six days. So it's not like you were missing anything important right? So maybe in this time of, I don't know, just 
devastation that it is smart to sort of take a step back and, you know, consume what you need to consume, but it doesn't need to be all consuming. Yeah, we did. I, I did after a couple of minutes was like, okay, I think I can't yeah. watch it anymore. Yeah. Like Ella Ray doesn't need to watch it. We've had our moment. We've like, yeah. So I talked about it and I turned it off and didn't watch it the rest of the yeah. day. Cause it is, it does get to a point and you can feel yourself, right? You can feel yourself yeah. like, going down that rabbit hole. Yes. And it's almost like, I can't look away. And then that's when you, I think you need to just say, okay, yeah. let's take a break. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know. It's crazy, crazy times we're living in right now. Yeah. That we even have to talk about all these things. Right. Um, Hey, let's take a, let's take a break from this heavy stuff. Shall we? Let's do it. Yes. And do a mums. Mums the word. And um, this kind of goes along with the theme of the the rest of this podcast. Um, My mums. Okay. First of all, let me preface Mm -hmm. this. Oh, I have just had this, this overwhelming feeling of guilt and the amount of waste that my family is producing. Yeah. It's just, it's almost a disgusting level, which I know it's like, I have lots of kids. We go through diapers and, you know, trash and my kids are home 24 seven. So just the amount of stuff they're eating and consuming and the trash that we make, it's, more than what we typically would right during have during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So we get the takeout <laughs> and we, and it comes in styrofoam containers and I look at the bottom and it has a little recyclable symbol on it. And I'm like, okay, this is recyclable. John's like, no, it's styrofoam. It's not recyclable. So I ended up long story short, I end up on like the site for our local County here and I'm going through everything that's not recyclable that I thought was recyclable mm-hmm. for all of these years. And I'm mortified. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this whole time I've been throwing away these little sandwich plastic baggies. Oh girl, those are not recyclable. They're not, they're no. not recyclable. And I feel like that, like maybe I knew that at one point and then I forgot, or I don't know what it was, but it just like, it was for some reason I was just like, that's it. We're never buying these again. So I went on Amazon and I got these reusable storage bags. So we're not, mm. we're no longer going to have any more baggies in our house. And it's a 12 pack for $11.97 and you can use them over and over and over again and wash them out and dry them. And I love them. Oh, I have one right here. I'll put a picture, but look, <laughs> oh, how my rice cakes were in these. How convenient. Are they cute? They yeah. are. They look like a pencil case. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so I just, you know, think about what you're doing for the, you know, for, with your family and how you can help the environment and buy these bags. Do not use those plastic baggies. and to the restaurant that used styrofoam you're out in this town shame on you um i have the same baggies i love them do you really is it the same brand actually it's not the same exact mine are like more cloth and they have a zipper oh like i have oh, i've seen these yeah i've had the cloth yeah. ones but i don't like the cloth ones because your food gets stale this is like a legit sealed like container you see what oh, i'm saying no, you can, are they are they dishwasher safe like can you put them in the dishwasher so there are a million of these baggies okay. and I got the cheap ones because I just wanted to try them out. These are not dishwasher safe, but you can get ones that you can put in the microwave, the freezer and the dishwasher. It just depends well, on how much money you want to spend. So anyways, that's it. Microwave. Yeah. I like it. Okay. okay. That was good. Anchor Moms is brought to you by Wilderness at the Smokies, the Smokies largest water park resort. Get out of the house and into the wilderness. So keeping with our saving the world one one day at a time theme. <laughs> one mom at a time? 
<laughs> one mom at a time. One, one anchor mom at a time. Dire foam at a time. Yeah. <laughs> the um the next article is from the Washington Post. It's called "Female Scientists Focus on a Secret Weapon to Fight Climate Change." Dun, da, da, da. Moms. Woo. Uh, so this is a group of moms, five who are also by chance climate scientists. Um, five of them, uh, and they decided they wanted to start a movement to protect the earth for our kids, of course, our, our main goal, right? Um, and so there's a $10 million educational campaign that they've started. It's called Science Moms. I think this is really cool. And kind of their big thought was, look, we're climate scientists. So we have like the knowledge to help spread the word about this. Oh, and we're also moms and we want to make sure everything's better for our children. So perfect combo. Uh, they're starting this big ad campaign uh, in some states, which one of the states is North Carolina. So we'll see those ads right here. Um, and they they talk about what how important this is. And one thing I thought that was interesting that I do think is significant they talked about how moms in particular have a certain power with big issues like this. Uh, they mentioned, you know, mad moms against drunk driving and how much success yeah. that group has had in changing legislation and making our roads safer and, and preventing drunk drivers from being out there. Uh, and that they just kind of have a different, uh, whether it's an emotional uh, perspective or somehow moms just kind of like get her done, right? But mm -hmm. also... Mm -hmm. I, when I was reading this, that same, um, that same uh, paragraph there talking about the moms are the sweet spot for inspiring social change. It's interesting. We're in TV, TV news and advertising dollars. Who do they want to, who are they aiming that, that those advertisements to? Moms. moms. Because moms mm -hmm. are the ones who do like the purchasing for the household, right? They're the ones that decide like the laundry detergent we use, the plastic baggies that we use. So it makes total sense that if you're going to target uh, you know, a demographic for, Hey, like, here's how to live more sustainable. It's moms because they're mm -hmm. the ones who are purchasing or not purchasing, making all those decisions for their households. And they say that this is so true. Moms trust other moms. Yes. And I, and that's probably like a, like a, like if you don't have kids, you're probably like rolling your eyes right now. <laughs> like, Oh, just because I don't have a kid, you don't trust me. But I don't know how to explain the fact that like, if you meet another mom, it's like you have this kinship immediately and you're like, oh, you get it. So yeah. if you get it, then I'm going to probably trust like, you know, what type of baggie you buy for your goldfish right. or whatever, because you understand what I'm going through. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that this idea might actually work. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to see like what the ads look like and what they come up with. And I say more power to them. I'm hoping they can make some real change here, right? So is it going to be on TV? Are they, are they commercial? Yeah. Where are we going to see them? Okay. I think it's TV. Right. right. We're going to like <clears throat> see them on the t old TV. Okay. Our last article for today comes from Pop Sugar. And continuing our eco-conscious um, theme, five sustainable trends uh, that you need to know about in 2021. So they just kind of go through some things that, um, you know, if you're like me and like a total like, granola hippie <laughs> I like wow both, both Karen and I were like we that's questionable but okay hey sure hey, John I is am, kind of is John kind of like granola he hippie a oh bit. my gosh yeah, yeah what yeah, I know yeah, he is John, complete he's like the biggest consumer you've ever met in your oh, life well that's I'm true, the one that's like, like it, but he acts like he would be like granola -y. 
just because he has like cool lingo doesn't mean that you <laughs> like that you like are a sustainable buyer. Just because world. he listens to vinyl just, doesn't mean and, that he and has a mustache. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess he's there's like, more like a look. Stir. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Thank you, yeah. Katie. Okay. 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 Um, <laughs> but actually, this article has some really good tips. I actually didn't know about this. Listen to this baby clothing subscriptions. We talked yes. a million times on this podcast about like our clothing subscriptions. Of course they have it for babies. I looked at um, it. Did you look it up? I looked at no. it. Cause I, you know, I, we'll it get to this later on in the podcast. I thought it was really interesting. Cause I, you know, my sister just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought to myself, what a clever way, because you know, mm-hmm. the thing about it is, is when you have a newborn, like they're all like within weeks, they're like already kind of like, okay, the Wanda, mm-hmm. he's in newborn clothes and now he's in like zero to three month clothes. And it is true. Your, your kids are growing out of these things so quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they good? I don't know. I didn't, you know, I haven't ordered any yet, but I thought it was like a really interesting idea. And you know, these clothing subscription places, companies really do help save the environment, right? Oh, yeah. That's true. Fewer people buying stuff, which means you know, fewer waste in, in landfills. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. So the name of these companies is the ones they have listed in this article up choose yep. and rent a romper. Ooh. So basically the gist of it is you order a, pa- a pack of clothing in whatever size you want newborn. And then once they grow out, you swap it out for a larger size when they outgrow it. Isn't that cool? I think it's I great. Think it's I will say, like, maybe my kids are just messier than most kids. I don't know how much of those onesies would, like, survive. Like, would don't save? Like... I don't really know what they – right. So are they reusing those newborn ones and sending them to another one? Or so are they I just, like, repurposing this. them? They No, they look at them. They look at them and mm-hmm. they clean – you know, look at them for stains. And if it's too stained, they just retire them, which I suppose means oh. they probably do just throw them out. You know, but if they're able to they, – they wash them in organic – cleanser or whatever. Um, and so there, that's something that they're aware of is that some stuff yeah. will come back stained and they will not be able to use them, but cause like, you know, not those, everything I have like, you know, I like saved all of the, especially pajamas that I've had to, that mm-hmm. I've kept for, you know, from my older boy to my younger girl. And I realized I shouldn't have saved a lot of them because you know, that poop when they're little, it's liquid yeah. and it yeah. stains that's what I'm thinking everything. Yeah. It's like in the yeah. back of all of these onesies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why did I even say this? Like, there's no mm-hmm. way they're going to get that poopy out of those onesies. But, you know, it's a good idea. Maybe it'll work. Okay, moving on here. So yeah. um, innovative, sustainable materials. They're talking about upcycled glass and rubber bottles, mm-hmm. um, silicone bibs, mm-hmm. eco-fiber wipes. Yep. Um, that this apparently... blew my mind. Yeah, well, I've seen mind. these. And actually, this is like, this article is like sponsored by this company. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. But that's, this Ecofiber Wipes company sponsors this article, it looks like. But it's called uh, Veo Cell or something like that. And you can't get it in the U.S. it's not even available. Yeah. It's not even available in the U.S. But anyways, at some point, I'm sure we can get Ecofiber Wipes. Time-saving smart products, that Lumi sleep kit that you may have heard of, um, Let's you know, like if your baby's breathing and stuff. What, it also I've heard of not this, not this one. What's the other one that it goes around the, Owl, the outlet? Owl. right? Jamie, our producer, uses that for her son Oliver, and she really, I think like, she really, really likes it. Yeah. Well, the I, thing about this one is it lets you know when their diaper is dirty. I so know. the idea is it's like you're How not going to go possible? change their diaper unnecessarily, which to me seems pointless because I can just look at the diaper and tell if it's dirty. Yeah. I'm not like changing the diaper and then like, uh oh, it's not wet. Um, yeah. And then they and mentioned the will of breast pumps. Anyway, you never change the diapers as much anyway. So it's like, what would yeah. you say? 
Once you have a couple of kids, it's like, ah, oh, they're fine. It's like not all the way full, dragging on the floor. Like she's fine for another hour. That's why so. Karen's kids have like chronic diaper rash. I was just going to say, is that why Gregory <laughs> uses that like super duper Greg, uh, butt face. diaper rash? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Just a couple quick things. Low waste parenting. They're talking about thrift store shopping for nursery furniture, which I actually did along with my expensive crib. I went to a thrift store, got a, got a, a uh, piece of furniture. My mom completely like redid it. She painted it. It looks awesome. So that's a really good idea. Um, gear that grows with them, convertible car seats. We've all heard of expandable jumpsuits with snap on extenders, which sounds like a good idea. Wow, High yeah. quality. They're talking about all the toys, which we've talked a lot about <clears throat> on here and how we all hate plastic. They're saying like high quality wooden blocks are going to last you a long time. And that's like something kids will play with for years, not just when they're yeah. like babies. So, mm-hmm. and that's all, that's it. I'll get advice. I like these. I think these are good. Win of the week. So uh, I have a new nephew. Did we talk? I think we've talked about this in the podcast. Have Yay. we talked about this in the podcast? Yeah. Uh, sure. uh, my, my sister um, had her baby boy, Lexington, on December 24th. Oh. Um, so he's like a sweet little Christmas baby. And I just um, I just flew back from visiting them. And he is he is just such, he's so precious um, and they are doing so well. Um, and I said to you guys, man, having a newborn is hard work. How do you forget? Like, why is it that oh. you forget what it's like those first couple of weeks? Um, but he, he's a good sleeper. They're getting all of the stuff. Um, and it's funny. She is very sustainable. They live in Southern California. So she's really into this stuff. And a lot of the stuff they have is, um, it, it is like sustainable. I want to say that they have some, um, sustainable wipes. Um, oh, really? a lot of stuff is like the organic stuff. In fact, she's, she'll kill me for saying this. She's had to like hold her husband back from like ordering all of like the plastics, like the yeah. plastic stuff. So they've yeah. done a really good job of like not going overboard. Um, but yeah, this just, he is just beautiful and it was wonderful. And I was able to sort of take a break from the news um, for a mm-hmm. week, which was amazing because I, it was like, I was on maternity leave. I literally, I didn't <laughs> yeah. do my hair one day I was there. I didn't get out of my pajamas. Um, oh, nice. And oh, it was, yeah, it was just magical. Magical. And you get to Congratulations. Baby, but you don't have to nurse the baby. Well, so that's what's funny is I, you know, I would take him after she was done feeding him and he would like fuss or whatever. And she would, you know, it's funny. You remember this. Like you always get like sort of panicky when your baby starts crying um, for mm-hmm. other people. Like, oh, no, I'll take him. I said, Jen, you need to remember, like, this ain't my kid. I know I can hand him back to you anytime I want. And so when it's not your own kid, like, you mm-hmm. mind less the fussiness, the whatever. Like, plus, by the way, I go to bed and you are up a couple of times a night. So trust me, like, yeah, I like I've got, this, you know, so yeah. and I love sweet. the name. Let's I know yeah, so it's cute. super cute. It's really sweet. Yeah, it's a good name. And you got to do, did, did it smell like it? Did he smell like a newborn? Like that oh, newborn yeah. smell? Oh, he has all those smells. So, um, yeah. So soft. It's just the, funny how you forget the, about all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's like, you know, it's the same as like running a marathon or giving birth. It's like you just forget about how torturous, mm-hmm. torturous it is because like, you know, it's just. You have to get through it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, good. I'm Congratulations so glad you got to, visit with to him. her. I'm jealous of all those baby snuggles. I know they were good. They were good snuggles. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Anchor Moms. Uh, I liked this episode. I feel like we covered like I don't know everything under the sun. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of everything.
And make All sure right. you, uh, you know, don't use that styrofoam. Save the world one <laughs> one step at a time. I mean, I think Get this your is like our new platform. This is this is it. Anchor moms save the world. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. sounds good. Every little bit helps. Okay, every little bit helps. That's true. All right, bye guys. We'll see bye. you. Bye. Thanks for listening.